So many women are struggling with anxiety and depression and are often burning themselves out by doing too much. In today's episode, we're talking about taking care of yourself. My guest today is Sarah Miller from the Self-Care Lifestyle Podcast. Sarah helps women reduce anxiety by helping them find effective self-care habits that are unique to their needs. Be sure to check out the show notes to find out how to connect with her further. I'm your host, Jackie from Whole Nine Family, and this is the Simply Freeing Podcast. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, life isn't a sitcom and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing Podcast. Episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb, throw chaos out the door, and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to talk to you about self-care, and I know that that's your area of expertise, and I I feel like self-care is a a pretty big buzzword, right, Mm -hmm. that I think, I know for myself, I've kind of brushed off for years, like, yeah, whatever, self-care, it just sounds so fake, but I realized how easily I could become overwhelmed uh, Mm -hmm. because I was doing so much more than I was at the beginning when I first, you know, started like homeschooling and doing all the things that, that I was doing. And I, I had to find ways to get myself to, to like relax and calm down, especially as more kids were added to the family. So Mm -hmm. I would love for you to talk about this topic. It's really important to find ways to get yourself to, to be in a more relaxed, calm state. So can you talk a little bit about this? Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you've addressed the the, the buzzword aspect of self care. I think in recent years, especially, it's become such a a common thing to hear. Oh, just you know, self care, drinking a glass of wine, doing whatever, and not that that can't be self care. Absolutely, can be, but it goes so much deeper than that. Self care ultimately is about meeting your needs. It's about identifying where there's gaps in your care for yourself. It's not this froofy, extra luxurious thing that you have to like do something special to reward yourself with it. Self-care comes down to taking care of yourself and meeting your needs consistently and setting yourself up for success through that. Um, So you know, when I hear people that are like, I, I just don't have time for self-care. I don't deserve it. I'm, I'm, I need to be productive, whatever. No, <laughs> it's um, self-care is truly can be anything from the basic needs of like showering and drinking water to something more fun, like doing a bubble bath or a shopping trip, or maybe the like meditation and Zen kind of stuff is not for you. Maybe it's jamming out in your car to some like punk rock. I mean, I know that that can be me at times. Um, it's such a variety of things. Um, 
And it's just important to, to recognize that at the beginning of your self-care journey. Yeah. And you know, there are certain seasons where I've been able to get away and, Mm -hmm. um, I love personally, I love going away, um, and like recharging and, but right now in my season, it's just not worked out for me to get away with my, with my husband. And it's hard because it's something that I really desire, but I've had to rethink how I can get myself to that place of, of relaxation. And, you know, sometimes it just means like leaving to go to the bathroom when I don't even really have to go just to like sit in there for five minutes, just to like decompress. I can definitely understand that, that self-care is something that does have to evolve with those life seasons. And I think what you said about like literally going and hiding in the bathroom for five minutes is a great example of, of that. You know, I, I have a almost two-year-old and my self-care from, you know, pre, pre pre-baby, pre even pre-marriage is drastically different than having a kid and having, okay, I don't, I have very limited alone time. I have to like really utilize it in very specific ways and find those tiny little pockets for self-care. And for me, a lot of that is alone time because I'm very much an introvert. Um, But I love, I love that you've identified that getting away is also one of your big forms of self-care. That is something that sounds like really recharges you and fulfills something in you. And I'm, I'm curious if you've explored that deeper in like, okay, what about that getting away is so recharging for you? Is it being in a different environment? Is it being alone and away from your kids? Is it being just somewhere new? What's, what has shifted that for you? And how can you recreate that at home and make it work in your current lifestyle? I think I do like the new environment aspect because I tend to get very overwhelmed with my house, especially having a lot of kids and being overstimulated and lots of clutter. I'm always decluttering. I talk about that all the time. And one of the things that I've done in the house is like my bedroom, for example, I created a very simple decor, but changed it to be more tropical and um, to remind me of Maui, which I love, you know, where, where we went on our honeymoon. And um, it just is a place where I feel really at peace. What gets overwhelming for me is that I want to do that to my whole entire house, but there's so much stuff. So it's like, I, I find myself like rage decluttering when I get Mm -hmm. stressed. Um, I do that too. I definitely do that too. (laughs) If you can't get away for a trip, you could get away by going to the park, taking your kids to the park, depending on the ages um, and how, how much supervision they really need. Um, It could be, you know, going to a friend's house. If you're, if being with other people, if being around people, I know that's something that sometimes goes hand in hand with that travel. If that's something that you enjoy. Another option could be just simply like going for a drive. When I uh, first had my son, I was felt, I just remember feeling so holed up and stuck. And we were in a one bedroom apartment at the time. And we were just like, it was was such a tight space and it's like new baby. And then I went back to work fairly quickly, um, just, you know. <laughs> we don't, I didn't have the luxury of a paid maternity leave. So, and we couldn't swing it. Um, 
what happened is I remember having this horrible, horrible day and just being so overwhelmed and frustrated. And a couple of weeks later, I had a <laughs> diagnosis for postpartum depression and anxiety. So that kind of made sense. But one of the things that was fantastic that my husband did for me that day was took all three of us, packed us up in the car, took us out of the house. We picked up uh, dinner and literally just like went and drove out in an area of town that we didn't normally spend time in and found a place to park and eat with a view. Like it was literally just getting physically out of the space and being somewhere else for a little shift in environment to feel a little better. I like going on field trips with the kids. Like I like Mm -hmm. spending the day at the zoo and I have, I've had people say, oh, I don't have the energy. I don't know how you take them out. And it's really hard. I think there's a lot of guilt that comes around with, with this topic. That is such a valid thing though, to feel that way. And I think it's normal. I think it is absolutely normal to feel like you're not doing everything right. You could be doing more for your kids. You're you, your life stuff is getting in the way of theirs. But I think it's important to recognize that it's also okay for you not to have the energy to go do those things. If that's not something that you can handle right now, have you heard of the spoon theory? No. Okay. So spoon theory is generally associated with um, chronic illnesses uh, and is very much about having limited spoons, limited amounts of energy. Um, And I think it applies to people, most people in general, just maybe in different quantities. Everybody has a different number of spoons and different things, different tasks take a different number of spoons for different people. It's all going to vary. So for instance, for you, it sounds like maybe taking field trips doesn't require as many spoons as somebody else might. So you have that energy to put into getting out of the house and it can still be that act of self-care for you. And you, by putting that energy in, you're getting more energy out. Um, But sometimes if you don't have that energy to give at the beginning to get that energy back, that can be really hard. And that's where it's so important to start with where you're at and what needs you can meet. So if, if to a mom who wants to get out, wants a change change of scenery. That's really important to her self-care, but she doesn't have the energy to get all of her kids and get out of the house. What I would do personally, um, if I were in her shoes, I would check in with friends, check in with family, try to get that child care to try to get out of the house. Even if it's as simple as going for a drive for a cup of coffee And having a friend or a family member come to your home and stay with your kids. So you're not dealing with packing them all up and going or your spouse, your spouse is as much a parent as you are and they can stay and (laughs) watch the kids for a minute. Um, But another great option, if that doesn't work, if you can't find someone else to be with your kids is to take 10 minutes in your bedroom and it's a place that's relaxing for you. It's to step away and take that pause And build up, build up on those habits of self-care that are going to help you build more energy to take those bigger self-care leaps. This is more pre-children for me, but like getting out of the house and going on a big thing that would really fill my cup. I had the energy for the little things, the little tiny daily habits 
the little tiny self-care habits that you can build into your lifestyle. And that's what I think is so, so powerful in building a foundation so that you can take bigger steps towards feeling calmer and feeling more fulfilled. You really have to like hone into how you're feeling and what needs you have. And of course, there are also elements to self-care where you want to push yourself a little bit. You want to do the hard thing to get to the better place, but you have to start with this little stuff that feels good, that recharges you. Um, And now that key point is what recharges you. I think people really easily fall into this trap of, well, I really like Netflix and junk food and That's totally cool if you need a Netflix night, but when you're doing that consistently and you're consistently doing things that don't necessarily consistently recharge you, that truly like help you feel better and bring you out of that like funk. So one, one really good example of something I have in my like self-care toolkit, uh, let's call it is a hot shower. That is like my go-to thing that I know always helps me and is a relatively low energy thing that I can do at most any point in time. So it's something where it gives me a really solid like mental reset. Like I'm literally washing away the overwhelm, the anxiety. And like, you know, when you like get out on the wrong side of the bed, you're just in a funk that day. One of my favorite ways to reset is through that. So that's one of my like key self-care things. It's not the meditation. It's not the exercise. I know that you you work with moms on this topic. I'd love for mm-hmm. you to share before we end how we can connect with you. Absolutely. So I am the host of the Self-Care Lifestyle podcast. I create courses and content to help women reduce anxiety uh, with the power of effective self-care, which is really what we were honing in on with that uh, finding self-care that works for you, that's effective for you. Um, But thank you so much for having me, Jackie. This is so much fun. You're welcome. Okay, friends, I now have some spots open for homeschooling clarity calls. I know from experience how much your mindset as a homeschooling mom can make or break your homeschool. I also know that if you feel overwhelmed with homeschooling, unfortunately, your kids can sense it. If you're a current homeschooling mom that's feeling overwhelmed or a brand new homeschooling mom on the fence about beginning, these clarity calls are for you. There are so many different options out in the world around homeschooling philosophies, curriculum and scheduling, and it's so common to overthink the way your homeschool is set up because of that. If you find yourself feeling like you want to give up, need someone to help you with accountability, scheduling and organizing your day based on your children's needs in light of your family's priorities, or if you're someone that loves the idea of a laid-back unschooling lifestyle but are struggling with opinionated family members or thoughts of, I'm going to fail them, these clarity calls are designed in a way to give you some major breakthroughs in your mindset and help you take the right actions going forward. Homeschooling is amazing, and if you are feeling anything other than excitement about what the future holds for your kids, I can promise to make homeschooling feel simpler and lighter for you going forward. I will add a link to the show notes with all the details. There will be a questionnaire that you would have to fill out before our call so that I don't waste a moment of your time. And as always, you can email me, Jackie, at Whole Nine Family with any questions. I'll see you next time, friends.